Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train coming. It's rolling around. Right, hi everybody out there. This is the Sonic Collective. We've got four of our five members ready here to do this month's album. We're doing a series of live albums, and this month we have Scott, Alan, and Darren here. And me, Scott, Scott G, and Darren will now introduce Johnny Cash at Folsom Prison, the Legacy Edition. Uh, if you want to tell us kind of what led you to pick this album and some of your initial thoughts. Well, thanks, Scott. Um, yeah, it was my pick. Um, why did I pick this album? Uh, you know, um, Johnny Cash, man. I'm not even a country fan, but... Uh, I don't know what it was. I felt a while ago that somebody should pick Johnny Cash and our group, but we had a rule of no live albums, no best ofs. But um, I was suggested by Scott Coates on the call that maybe we should do a live album. And, uh, and uh, I don't know. I was just drawn to Johnny Cash. And to be honest, I'd heard the album, but I haven't really. And it was like a lot of the stuff we listened to. And I just decided, like, Johnny Cash, Folsom Prison was the one. It, to me, it was, like, the best. I mean... It was perfect in its imperfection, where it was just like you could hear people in the background. The re- recording thing wasn't good, but um, I don't know. Listen to it, I just loved it. Um, even the opening bands, like uh, Carl Perkins, Blue Suede Shoes, like mm-hmm. Statler Brothers, like oh man, like I just the whole experience going through. And I, I, there's a couple different versions of the album. There's the album version, but I actually decided to do like a, there was a re-release years later, and it was two different recordings of the same session and that's what they did and they just took the best but apparently they only took like uh two songs from the second recording because they were all tired and like the second one was deemed not as good but actually if you listen to the whole thing it's not bad um but i, I don't know johnny cash was trying to like re have a resurgence in his career he had just gotten through with drug addiction and alcohol addiction and uh he played this and then like he went from like nobody to everybody, and he was cool as shit. I mean, like, like I said, I don't like country, but Johnny Cash. Uh, and I, I was talking to you guys earlier. I said like, I was in a golf trip, and people were on uh, the bus, and I mentioned this in the pick too that like, and somebody played it, and I said, if you don't like Johnny Cash, you like get off the bus or I'll like punch you in the face. And it was like almost true. <laughs> like, um, and last year I, I just uh, a buddy of mine turned forty, sneaky PD. Dolan for mayor in Calgary, but uh, we went to Tennessee and we and one of the best things we did we went to Memphis and um, went to Sun Studio Sun Records where Elvis got to start, but Johnny Cash did too. And we stood in the studio and like the girls just like here's the microphone Johnny Cash recorded on. Here's how he did like the and it was like uh, apparently the Grand Ole Opry they didn't allow drums. There was no drums allowed on the stage, so he faked drums by like tying a dollar bill around his guitar. And the that you actually think is a drum or a snare or somebody doing it is actually him just strumming his guitar that way. And I mean, anyway, long story short, I freaking love this album. It was unbelievable from beginning to end. And uh, I, I, I don't know if there's even a low for me. Like, yeah, the sound quality at times could go in and out, but uh, it was perfect in its imperfection. For me, five out of five. I, I freaking you guys cannot pick an album that will beat this. So good luck. Anyway, boom, mic dropped. <laughs> Was there anything that uh, 
stood out. You, you, it sounded like you didn't go in with some high expectations there. Was there anything that really surprised you coming out of this? Or? Uh, no, I, no, I don't think so. I, I, I thought it would be cool. I, I guess, I guess what surprised me is that maybe it was cooler than I thought. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and for those listening, I, I may have been drinking all night, so I'm a little fuzzy and slurring my words, but, um, no, I, I think I, I wasn't really surprised. Like it was Johnny Cash, and like, yeah, he was sober at the time. Maybe that was it. Like maybe if he was a little bit more fuzzy, it'd be better. <laughs> like that's that's horrible to say. Um, no, it was awesome. It was awesome. Like, what do you guys think? Pass it on. I like Scott G. What? Like, tell me. Scott G. or Scott C. I've been talking already. Let's hear from from Scott C. Okay, I'll jump in. Yeah, I bought this album actually a good number of years ago. I listened to it a lot of times and uh, revisiting this month. Like, it is pretty tough to beat, I think, as a live album. And I've been surprised some live albums you listen to and the people just play the songs and don't talk much. And I've kind of wondered, like, why the hell did you even record a live album? Where's this one? I mean, right from the opening announcements, how, you know, the guy tells the inmates when he walks out and says hello, then, you know, respond and hearing the, the crowd hoot when Johnny talks about the water not being drinkable and, and stuff, it's it's just really cool. I think anytime there's a live album, you've got to have that crowd interaction and to imagine this is like really in a prison is is pretty, pretty damn cool. Like, yeah, just the live sounds really make it to me. Were there any songs? I know you, you really key in sometimes on, on some songs that really hit you. Did anything I'm on this I'm kind of with album? Darren on it. I mean, it's, it's all solid. I mean, 25 minutes to go when you hear him singing that about a man on death row. Like, I somehow mm-hmm. doubt there was death row inmates that were in the crowd. But you can imagine a lot of guys there are probably in for life. So I thought when he's singing 25 minutes to go, I mean, boy, that's a song that truly speaks to his audience. And uh, it must have been something to look out and see guys that have are never going to walk free again and sing that kind of song about somebody facing, you know, the electric chair execution. I mean, that was definitely a standout for me. But, you know, I was surprised to learn, too, is this was his 27th album in 1968. So, I mean, he put out a massive material before that. And to go and do this in a prison must have been a big, weird, wild way to try and stage a comeback. And it's kind of kind of cool that it, it caught on and became so big. So there was obviously, it stands the test of time. We're talking, what, like, Jeez, we're coming up on near 50 years for this album, and it's still, yeah, yeah. I mean, sound aside, hey, it sounds pretty damn good, and they really, to me, captured the live element. I think it's, there's not many great live albums. A lot of bands that you love, you listen to live album, and you're just like, yeah, that doesn't really bring me there, whereas this you listen to, and I just felt like I could imagine kind of the room. I could imagine the people in their outfits. Like, it really kind of transported me there, and I think that's rare in a live album. That's the, kind of the mm-hmm. coolest part. So what's your what's your rating? Are we? Are, I got to give it a five. I just I I can't fault it. I'm not going to fault it on sound. It was 1968. I think it's a solid five all around. I just can't imagine what more you'd want out of a live album. You guys, I mean, jump in anytime. Yeah, I think I echo uh, one thing that really caught me was exactly what you were saying. You get a sense of who Johnny Cash is. When I started out, I, I went to the album that, that Darren was talking about where they really cut out a lot of the songs, a lot of the in-between. And when I went back and actually listened to the full Legacy Edition, where you get to see like the Carl Perkins at the start and the Statler Brothers. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I told you guys before, but my mom used to be the head of like the country music wing of our local radio station. So 
all I heard growing up was country music. So those two guys, well, guy and group coming in really kind of tweaked a little bit of nostalgia for me on that front. But then, you know, when Johnny, he's breaking up in the middle of a song, telling people, you know, not to laugh and stuff like that. And the recording, it's, you could feel the human side of Johnny Cash come through. It was like a window into the past, into something that you don't, you know, if you pick up whatever, like Def Leppard live at the Apollo, <laughs> if that ever happened. Yeah. Well, it would never happen now. That would never happen. I mean, there's no Kanye West, like, casual. Like, he just had a guitar and he was sitting on a stool, like, with a shitty amp. Like, Yeah, uh, and they're, like, ad-libbing at some points, right? Like, uh, June is coming out to cover for him because his voice is going and things like that. Yeah, it's real. Like yeah, and that we... was a big thing for me because, you know, I saw the uh, the Walk the Line movie and that really kind of love story between him and June Carter yeah. always intrigued me a little bit after that. And to actually hear them live on an album and be like, holy crap, you know, that's not just Reese Witherspoon. That's an actual, like, person <clears throat> and moment in time and in music history coming together kind of thing. It, it was really good all around. Yeah, I think. That was my biggest takeaway from the album, too, was just seeing that personality kind of shining through. Even beyond the music, you just get an insight into uh, his relationship with his wife, his relationship with the fans. It seemed like he was having a genuinely good time, you know, despite the fact that he was surrounded by prisoners. And it's probably a pretty gloomy place to be otherwise. So, And you have to imagine this was probably the highlight of their year. Just like, oh, oh yeah. Johnny Cash is coming to, to play for us, and we've been locked up. They probably haven't seen a woman in in years, and then oh, out yeah. comes June. So, well, buddy, they just hammered June on that. They hammered on that later. So. They hammered yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah, I really no, I liked thought... too how he jumped in and talked about not cussing. You know, like, oh, you can't say shit, <laughs> cuss. You're like, yeah. really, you couldn't swear. Like things were that proper in those days. You couldn't swear on the live album. Like, oh yeah, and the album, the actual album. Uh, we the we reviewed the reissue, but the actual album is beeped out. That is beeped. It yeah. is, eh? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yep. Wow. Of course. Yeah. Can't say hell or beep. Beep. I'm sure they'll edit that out. Final yeah. edit. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was good. Like, I, I've been a big fan. I I really like Chris Christofferson and, uh, and Waylon Jennings. And they're all kind of contemporary singer-songwriter type uh, friends of his. You get to see uh, June Carter and how she's related to other country people. Uh, like a, a, I think she's a distant cousin of Elvis Presley or something like that, oh, or, yeah. and of President Carter. You know, I really enjoyed not just the music, but going through and seeing the history and kind of putting this in context of everything that was happening, not only in Johnny Cash's life, but then also in music. You were talking about the Grand Ole Opry, and uh, you know, uh, being able to go back and see some of the stuff that circulated around there too. It was actually. Really good. I think when we we talk about these albums and exploring them, I also like exploring the history that surrounds them. And oh, that's, that's where the best. this pick really shown. It's all about the story. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, so, what would you what would you rate that, Scott? Me? Um, well, I I'd rate it uh, a five as well if I wanted to, wow. you know, kind of toe the line. Maybe well, you don't have to. A four point five, just to be a little bit different. Um, there's no I, I know, right? <laughs> there was, yeah. Fuck it. Can I say fuck it? They'll they'll edit it out in post production. Uh, uh, you know, 
There's no editing. I'll, Fuck it. I'll give it a five because even though it doesn't have Walk the Line, it does have Jackson. And Jackson Ooh, is probably my yeah. second favorite Johnny Cash song of all time. Yeah. So. All right, Alan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was really awesome. Like I mentioned earlier, it was cool to see kind of the inside scoop on who Johnny Cash is and, and his relationship with the fans and the music and everything. Um, I I really enjoyed 25 Minutes to Go. That was a fun song. Yeah, Cocaine day. Blues, also mm, yeah. you know, a really good one. Never heard either of those before. Jackson, that's a karaoke staple, so I hear it all the time. Uh, same, actually, with Folsom... Well, uh, like the opening track, the title track, you hear that a lot of karaoke. So, yeah, uh, and surprisingly, I'm not sick of it yet. <laughs> yeah, How could you be? I know, and I'm not a huge fan of country music ever. Really, it's not not what I go to. So, I wasn't quite sure what to expect listening to this. And it doesn't sound anything like the country we have today. It's really weird to think how you know an icon like Johnny Cash morphed into Garth Brooks and Luke Bryan. Like, I don't know how we got there. <laughs> I guess. Well, that's... you kind of go from him to Kenny Rogers to, yeah. you know, like the Judds to Garth. There's like this whole transition. Let's just call it money. Let's just call it money. I'm sure. It's pop music and they just it's, pop, yeah. it's pop music. Like country. Yeah. That's yeah. a whole different episode, I think. Yeah for discussion, but um, overall I thought it was a pretty good album. There were a couple things I wasn't a fan of. Darren, feel free to beat me up after. Uh, there were a few oh, tracks that just didn't really resonate with me. Give my love to Rose being one of them. Uh, I still miss some. I'm just not a ballads guy. Uh, you know, and that's kind of, that's typical of me on any review, and I will admit right away that's probably, that's a that's a personal, like it's a subjective thing, but um it's it's not something I personally gravitate to. I don't get any catharsis out of it. So um, just, you know, it doesn't really hit the mark necessarily. But the rest of the album I thought was really solid. Um, the fact that it was live, I I didn't think it had any, any problems in terms of uh, recording quality. So, yeah, uh, I would say it's probably a solid four for me. So I, I have to fact check you on that one because I know for a fact that you like Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon by Urge Overkill. Girl, boom, boom. I'm going to play along and you're pretend I know exactly guy. what you're talking yeah. about. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. I, How can actually, you not know that? You know all the bad music. I, I assure <laughs> you I know a lot of bad music, but that's something I don't know. Maybe I'll have to look it up after. Really? Maybe you're too young. You're just a young lad. Other parts, if I can jump in again, is, uh, you know, the one thing that's a bit annoying about this album is how many different versions of it there are. I don't get why it's like the Legacy Edition is the one to listen to. And I kind of think, what, you like throw on live Folsom Prism and you can't make it through the whole album? Like, it's not that long, right? But the whole album, I think, is about, it's 45 minutes long, the whole thing, with, you know, the Legacy Edition, which is great. So I think the Legacy one is the one to, just to hear Carl Perkins and all the extra yeah. announcements. That's yeah, super cool. Sure. You picked the right one there. I mean, Johnny Cash, to me, is just, it, it's such a time capsule. Like, he is rock. He is country. Like, listening to this or listening to old Johnny Cash is really a, a lesson in music and music history. And you know what? Now I just learned that there's Live at San Quentin at another person that followed this one. So mm-hmm. now, yeah, actually, I, later, today or tomorrow, I'm going to listen to Live at San Quentin. Like, 
Yeah, it's a great album. I, I have that. I just played it tonight. Yeah, it's great. Well, I think it's because he just put out so much music, like Darren was saying before. He was already like dozens of albums in at this point, and he kept going through the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. He put out Hurt, which was an amazing album. June Carter was putting out albums, you know, in well into, what, 2009, 2010. They just, they lived and breathed music, and they were just so present in so many different generations that we could be sitting here with anyone between the ages of like 20 and 120 and they would all have a different appreciation of Johnny Cash based on the context that they were listening to him in. Mm, totally a fair point. Yeah. That's so solid. I just love it because you get the character of someone. And again, I don't understand some of these live albums. But like, there's a Stones one. Yeah. I think I'd buy it and they just played the songs and they talked to it. Like, oh, what was the point of that? This one... Yeah, you get to learn about the artist. Great pick, great first live pick. I can't wait to hear what you guys come up with. Yeah, yeah it's it's, awesome. it's over. It's done. Yeah, yeah I've I've know. laid it down. No, there's no bad pick. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I did I did nail it. But anyway, like, uh, if you want, Usain Bolt ran the race before everyone else, and now it's just finding out yeah. who's second, third, and fourth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, if you want to wrap, wrap it up, Scott. Yeah, so let's wrap this up. I think we have fives across the board. Well, for one four. One four. Johnny Cash. No. Well, four point five. Fuck it, five. Okay, so if you wanna, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was. We'll we'll edit that out in post op. Uh, so post op is this a medical procedure? Anyways, Scott's favorite. So trend. who who picks next? Who's up? Scott Who Coates. Scott Coates. So. He uh, will be next up to bat. We'll see. High expectations now. Tune in next episode. We are the Sonic Collective. Scott, Darren, Scott, Alan present, Greg MIA. But hopefully he'll get on a paper plane and be here next time. Peace out, everybody. Bam, 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 bam. Sonic Collective. Bonus content. So after we were done the group session, Greg was able to submit his own solo review. Without any further ado, here are Greg's thoughts on Johnny Cash at Folsom Prison. Enjoy. I'd never really heard much of Johnny Cash before the movie with Joaquin Phoenix came out, Walk the Line. And even after that, I never listened to a whole album. That being said, I do have a playlist on iTunes called Songs That Are Rad that has Man in Black and A Boy Named Sue on it, two songs that show off his love of wordplay and wink and smile vocal style that I really like. So I liked Live at Folsom Prison a lot, but I didn't love it. I think that it's a really good performance that shows off Johnny Cash's rapport with a group of people that most at the time had totally written off, but I think it probably gains a significant amount of street cred if you have a real understanding of Cash's life, the time he lived in, and the struggles he went through. Uh, I only have a passing understanding of that, so the album didn't resonate with me that deeply. That being said, it had a great opening, classic Cash with his with his traditional, hello, I'm Johnny Cash, and then right into a kick and intro. It dips a little bit after that, but by the time he gets to Cocaine Blues and 25 Minutes to Go, you can feel the energy in the room. Especially with 25 Minutes to Go, it's great to hear the jailbirds in the background cheering a lyric about spitting in the sheriff's face and Cash's screaming, screeching voice giving a bit of oomph to some of the more entertaining lyrics. It's a real fun song to listen to. Another standout for me was Orange Blossom Special. I don't think I've ever heard a harmonica solo that made me tap my foot. 
One thing about this album that stood out for me was that to modern ears, Cash's music is folksy, entertaining, gospel-style, oldies, blues, rock. Totally harmless stuff. But I had to keep reminding myself that at the time, Johnny Cash was a total badass, a true rebel who made huge waves. It's a bit funny to hear him here and remember that when you've grown up with Marilyn Manson and Anthrax and lived through the tragedy of hair metal. Another reminder of this was at the end when the host introduced the associate warden and he got booze. After seeing shows like Oz and watching prison riots live on CNN, I can't imagine anything so benign would happen today. Another thing the album made me aware of, again, was how simple, relatively speaking, popular music used to be. Many of the songs here are hung around a guitar that seems just to go bum, 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 bum. It's cute, but not too complex. That's not a dig at Cash or the album, just an observation about how music has changed. So, great album, an important album, and a fun listen with some classic tracks, but personally I tend to like my live albums to be a bit more energetic. <laughs> 